Have you ever felt like you'd never be good enough? That somehow, no matter how hard you try, you'll just never measure up. You'll never be worthy of love. If you found yourself thinking those things, I've got a secret for you. God's mercy endures forever. This is episode six of the Born Again Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Born Again Podcast, and I am your host, Hagen Lee. I just got back from a great trip to Branson, Missouri. My wife and I and another couple in our church, we took the youth group out there for a week, and we had a little bit of relaxation, and I'm back on the microphone. Uh, I think we rode every roller coaster there was to ride, and we ate at every restaurant there was to eat at. I gained about 42 and a half pounds. (laughs) I'm here with a word from the Lord for you. I really do believe that somebody's going to be changed by this word that you hear today. Uh, You know, a lot of us, all of our lives, when it comes to religion, we felt nothing but condemnation. Uh, When it comes to church, all we've known is judgment. All we've known is other people's ridicule. But I've got something that I really believe is going to set you free today. And I want to talk about the day mercy died. I know that title kind of sounds a little bit different. It sounds quite the opposite of something that's going to set you free. But I believe if you'll open up your eyes, open up your heart, open up your mind, you're going to leave this episode today with a weight lifted off your shoulders. I'm going to be reading from Acts chapter 9. Verse number 36, it says this, Now there was at Joppa a certain disciple named Tabitha, which by interpretation her name means Dorcas. This woman was full of good works and alms deeds, which she did. Now that word alms deeds, it just means acts of compassion. When you study it out, it literally means acts of mercy. And it came to pass in those days that she was sick and died. When they had washed her, they laid her in an upper chamber. And forasmuch as Lydda was not a Joppa, the disciples had heard that Peter was there. And they sent unto him two men, desiring him that he would not delay to come to them. Then Peter arose and went with them. And when he was come, they brought him into the upper chamber. And all the widows stood by him weeping, and showing the coats and garments which Dorcas made while she was with them. But Peter put them all forth, and kneeled down and prayed, and turning him to the body said, Tabitha, arise. And she opened her eyes, and when she saw Peter, she sat up. And he gave her his hand and lifted her up, and when he had called the saints and widows, he presented her alive. And it was known all throughout Joppa, and many people believed in the Lord. You know, God's true church is made up of people from all different kinds of backgrounds, different upbringings. It's made up of people from many different cultures, social classes, and ethnicities. Uh, The body of Christ has been formed using people from all over the world. 
And we all have a different story. We all have different ways of thinking. We all have a different outlook on life. Uh, But in spite of our many differences, we can all find common ground. Because no matter where we've come from, no matter the color of our skin or the way we've been raised, no matter the amount of money that we have in the bank, regardless of how long we've been living for God, all of us have been standing in need of one thing, and that is mercy. Romans chapter 3 verse 23 says, All of us have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Despite our differences, we can all agree on one thing. We need mercy. Whether we'd like to admit it or not, we've all had dark days. We've all done and said things that we're ashamed of. But thank God that we've never had to face one day without His mercy. What does mercy really mean? It's refusing to enforce judgment towards somebody that deserves it. Mercy is when you be completely justified in destroying someone, but instead you choose to have pity on them. Mercy is forgiving the one that hurt you even if they never apologize. It's when somebody deserves punishment, but instead they receive compassion. Mercy is when someone receives forgiveness when what they deserve is retaliation. It's when a person finds sympathy when what they really deserve is condemnation. It's finding love when you should only find rejection. Mercy is when a sinner finds refuge in the house of God, when he deserves to reap what he's sown. It's when by all means you should still be addicted, imprisoned, depressed, or dead, but instead you're standing behind a microphone, teaching God's word on a podcast. Mercy is when you find redemption, even after giving in to temptation. It's when you get cold and backslide away from God, but somebody takes the time to get down on their knees and call your name at an altar. Mercy is when you've made mistake after mistake, but you still have the opportunity to walk into the sanctuary and worship God. You still have the opportunity to go into your closet and pray and feel God's presence. You still have the opportunity to open the Word of God and hear Him speak to you. Mercy is the fact that you should still be bound by the chains of your sins. You should be without God, without hope. You should be a slave to the world, sitting in darkness, but instead you've been born again, redeemed and washed by the blood. You've been set apart and taken care of and loved beyond measure. Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 1 says, Once you were dead because of your disobedience and your many sins. You used to live in sin, just like the rest of the world obeying the devil the commander of the powers of the unseen world. He is the spirit at work in the hearts of those who refuse to obey God. And all of us used to live that way, following the passionate desires and inclinations of our sinful nature. By our very nature, we were subject to God's anger, just like everyone else. But God, who is so rich in mercy, and He loved us so much that even though we were dead because of our sins, He gave us life when He raised Christ from the dead. And it's only by God's grace that you've been saved. For he raised us up from the dead along with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ Jesus. It's only by mercy. Mercy is when somebody helps you when you can't do anything to help yourself. It's when somebody gives you something that you'll never be able to repay them for. Mercy is being the recipient of a love that you've done nothing to deserve. But think about this. What would you do 
if mercy ever died. Going back to that story that I read in Acts chapter 9, where Tabitha passed away. Can you imagine being from a family that was less fortunate? And the only person that ever seemed to care was Tabitha. When you were hungry, she'd invite you over for a warm meal. When you were sick, she'd come over and help you out with the housework. When you couldn't afford to buy your kids a new set of clothes, it was always Tabitha that would make them a new coat. When the wintertime was a little colder than normal, it was Tabitha who would bless you with a handmade quilt. She was the perfect example of mercy for her community. And she was always there to help those who weren't able to help themselves. But on this day, for those who loved her and depended on her acts of compassion, Mercy had just died. Can you imagine being in their shoes? The only source of mercy that you've ever known has just left your world. I can imagine being in their shoes and thinking, what am I going to do? Where am I going to turn? Who am I going to depend on now? You know, they had always taken her for granted, but on that day, they came to realize one thing. I don't want to live in a world without mercy. So they called for Peter, and they knew he could pray the prayer of faith and bring her back. And that's the reason they wanted her back. That's the reason they wanted her to be raised from the dead. Because they could not imagine living in a world where there was no mercy. Lamentations chapter 3 and verse 22 says, It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed, that we're not destroyed, because His compassions, His mercy, fails not. They are new every morning. Every morning when you wake up, God's mercy is new for you. This is a poem that I recently wrote about mercy. What would we do and where would we be if we woke up to a world without mercy? There'd be no chance for hope, no joy to see, no truth that could make you free. No sins would be forgiven, no love would be expressed, no refuge for the outcast would there be if we woke up to a world without mercy. No rest for the weary, no comfort for the lonely. There'd be no mending for the broken heart, no healing for the sick or satisfaction for the hungry. Life would only be cold and dark if we woke up to a world without mercy. What hope could you have? What future could there be in a world where you could not find mercy, void of promise, lacking freedom? No doubt all of us could agree. We don't want to know a world without mercy. Now imagine you're a bystander in a crowd of thousands of people. You've been there all day on the hillside, listening to the words of a man they call Christ. And you're hungry, but the closest place to go buy food is just too far of a walk. And you watch as this teacher scans the crowd, having compassion on the multitude. And he helps those that can't help themselves. He takes a small lunch from a young boy and multiplies it until every single one of you have had enough to eat and you're full. And there's still 12 baskets left. Imagine that you're a prostitute who's fallen at his feet to worship him. And the tears begin to flow out of your eyes as you break your box of perfume to clean his feet. He's got compassion 
unlike all the other men in your life. He was a true definition of mercy. Imagine your daughter is vexed with a devil, or you've been blind since birth. Imagine you're caught in the act of adultery, and everybody there wants to judge you. Everybody there wants to throw stones, but he gets down on his knees and writes mercy in the sand. Imagine your child has just died. Imagine you have no other hope, but you come in contact with a man named Mercy. Jesus Christ was the only example of mercy that they had ever seen. In that day and time, they had to live up to the standard of the law. And under that system, you could never be perfect. You could never be good enough. You could never measure up. And that's where some of you are today. You feel like nothing that I can ever do will make me good enough. And friend, you're right. Because the only thing that makes you good enough is God's mercy. He fixes you when no one else can. He heals you when no medicine can. He loves you when you don't deserve it. He knows the thoughts of your heart and he still treats you as if you matter. And he helps you when you can't help yourself. But there did come a day when mercy died. They did everything they could to try and get him to do something wrong. But in him was found no mistake. In him was found no blemish. They gave him a mock trial. They spit in his face. They beat him relentlessly. They forced a crown of thorns on his head. They pierced his hands and feet with nails as they put him on a cross. And he hung there for hours. And when the time came, he cried out with a loud voice. It is finished. He was mercy when all you've ever known was judgment and ridicule. And you could never measure up. But today, mercy died. Imagine being one of those people and the only example of mercy that you've ever seen in your life just hung his head as they pierced his side and blood and water ran out. Your only hope had just passed away. Some of you listening to this podcast today, you feel like there's no mercy available in your life. But three long days later, he resurrected from the grave. And on that day, we all learned a valuable lesson. You cannot keep mercy in the ground. Psalm 136 verse 1 says, O give thanks unto the Lord. He is good, for his mercy endureth forever. O give thanks unto the God of gods, for his mercy endureth forever. O give thanks to the Lord of lords, for his mercy endureth forever. To him who alone doeth great wonders, for his mercy endureth forever. To him that by wisdom made the heavens, for his mercy endureth forever. Who remembered us in our low estate, for his mercy endureth forever. And hath redeemed us from our enemies, for his mercy endureth forever. Who giveth food to all flesh, for his mercy endureth forever. O give thanks unto the God of heaven, for his mercy endureth forever. If there's one thing you need to know about God, is that he's got enough mercy for you. It doesn't matter what situation you find yourself in today. People may have rejected you. People may have looked down on you. You may feel a cloud of judgment and condemnation hovering right over your head. But Jesus has enough mercy for you. How can you get that mercy? There's three things you need to do. Hebrews 4 and 16 says, Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy. 
and find grace to help in the time of need, the first thing you need to do is meet the Lord at an altar that you might find mercy. Secondly, Proverbs 28 and 13 says, He that covers his sins shall not prosper, but whoever confesses and forsakes his sins shall obtain mercy. You've got to meet God in an altar. You've got to repent of your sins, and you will receive mercy. And last but not least, Matthew chapter 5 and verse 7. Jesus said, Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. If you want to receive mercy, you've got to be willing to give it. Somebody needs to get the revelation and the understanding today that God's mercy endures forever. There is no limit to His mercy. It doesn't matter what kind of sin that you've done. It doesn't matter the hideous past that you have. It doesn't matter whether or not anybody else loves you or respects you. Jesus has mercy, and He's waiting on you to come to the throne of grace. I want to close this episode in prayer. And wherever you are, I want you to reach out to God right now. Lord Jesus, we thank you so much for your infinite mercy. We thank you that you love us when we don't deserve love. We thank you that you offer forgiveness when we've done nothing to deserve your forgiveness. We thank you that when others ridicule us, when others judge us and condemn us, God, you stand there with mercy in your hands. You stand there with a love that is so pure. Oh God, a love that is so honest. A love that is so infinite that no matter what we've done, we can put it in your hands. Father, we come to you at this altar today and we place ourselves before you. And God, every sin that we've committed, everything that we've done wrong, the life that we've lived, we ask God that you would forgive us. Make us new. God, fill us with the Holy Ghost. Let us be obedient to your word. Let us be led by your spirit. Oh God, and more than anything, let us understand how great your mercy is for us. And may we show it to others. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Friends, I hope you have a great day. And if you would, I hope that you'll go to Apple Podcasts, leave me a five-star review and a rating. Go to Facebook, share this episode with your friends. Go to Instagram, give me a follow. Post something to your story. Get the word out there that God's mercy endures forever. God bless you. In Jesus' name. Thank you.